We're podcasting from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. I'm Public Affairs Officer Taylor Henry. And with me today is Jay Horning, one of our co-sponsored seminarians. Jay, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Henry, for having me. And you are in, what, your third or fourth year at Mount Fourth Theology. I'm in my deacon year now. So you're, you are a uh, transition, transitional deacon. That is correct. I was ordained May 20th this past uh, summer. And you'll be ordained a priest in the spring. June 2nd. And uh, I know that the last, what, four or five years at Mount St. Mary's? Correct. In, Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland. It's where I've been at for my entire formation. And tell me all about that journey. I know uh, the studies there probably been challenging every now and then. Yeah, I, uh, I entered seminary. I graduated from college, worked for a few years, and then entered. Um, so going back and entering into pre-theology, which is two years of philosophy, was new. I was not uh, used to philosophy. I'm still not really used to philosophy. But then we entered into the major seminary for theology, and that's been a blast. I've really enjoyed that. And, I, and you get to see then the connections between philosophy and theology and the importance, the foundation that they have for each other, the support that they give for one another. So it's really been actually a lot of fun. And what is it that drew you to the priesthood? Uh, it's a long story, but for the podcast, short story is I was introduced to the Catholic faith in college. I went through an R the RCIA process as a senior in college and was baptized, confirmed, received First Communion in 2010. Working then for two years at uh, the parish that baptized me as a high school youth director drew me to the uh, inner workings of ministry and the idea that there might be something greater in my life that God is asking of me that I haven't thought of yet. And that thought uh, formed itself into the idea of priesthood. So I began discerning and doing spiritual direction, seeking out what is seminary, what does that entail. And in 2012, I entered seminary with the desire and hope to fall in greater love with Jesus Christ. And that process has just manifested itself into what I am today as a deacon. And so let's back up. You were in college. Where? I was at University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And you were not a Catholic. I was not. What Were you a Christian or professed Christian at that no, time? No, I, I always joke with my friends that I was the, uh, the red-headed pagan of the group. I didn't grow up uh, going to church, doing anything of that sort, not really even under, having an understanding of who God was. So being out of Catholic University was uh, out of the ordinary, to say the least. And what made you decide to go to that particular university? At the time, I was studying nursing. They have a great nursing program, and I was running cross-country and track. So financially, it was good. Academically, it's what I wanted. But the Lord in his humor, uh, that's not what I ended up getting my degree in, and I've gone a very different direction. And you plan to be a chaplain in the U.S. Army, correct? Correct. Why did you choose the Army? Um, again, God's humor. I didn't choose the army. I don't have an affiliation with any branch. I didn't have any understanding of chaplaincy until the seminary. So when the whole process began, I started thinking about military chaplaincy. I really gave it to the Lord in prayer. I said, Lord, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. And normally, as you go through the AMS process and get accepted and receive that, that uh, letter, you're told to then send on your information to the branch of your choosing. And in my letter, it said, we've sent your information on to the Army. So for me, I just said, that's God answering my prayer, and I'll go with it. And did you have any prior military service? None at all. And how do you feel about going into the service? 
I'm really excited. I've been really fortunate because the seminary that we're at is connected to a university, Mount St. Mary's University, and they have an ROTC program there that's specific for the Army. So I've been fortunate enough to participate with them, act as a quasi-chaplain, uh, drill with or uh, PT with them in the morning, uh, have Bible studies for them. And then two summers ago, I actually did my chaplain training at Fort Jackson and got to have that 13-week experience. And that's affirmed a lot. It's helped a lot to understand better what will be happening um, come ordination and come time for service with the military. And what was that like at Fort Jackson? I, I didn't have any expectations, but it was... I don't really have words to describe it, I guess. It wasn't awful. It wasn't great. It was an experience. And it was an experience I will be forever grateful for because it gave me the opportunity to experience, I think, I hope, what it is that our soldiers go through for their basic training. We did the whole gas chamber, uh, rappel tower, Nick at Night course, ruck-in, did everything. Then we did our staff officer training. Then we did our specific chaplain training. But the greatest gift, the greatest benefit that I experienced was the opportunity to come together with chaplains of all different faith denominations. I met some of my best friends there that I, I hope to have the opportunity to serve with in the future. What is the gas chamber? So uh, you have to prepare to have biological warfare, and we have our gas masks. We go into this chamber. I don't know the type of gas they use, but go in, check to make sure everything's sealed, break the seal, and state some type of uh, creed or saying and embrace the uh, tears and snot that are going to come out of your body in the next five seconds. Wow. Did you have to, uh, what, do all the other physical training, running? Uh, yep, every morning, uh, 4.30 wake-up call, PT every day. Um, and PT, of course, is physical. Physical training. Got it. That's right, yeah. So we did that for about an hour and a half. We'd, uh, we'd ruck, so we'd throw, have our, our backpacks, our rucksacks with about 50 pounds of weight in them, do that about four, four or five miles, about three or four of those marches. Um, so the physical training is all right there. And there's nothing that we're getting let out on just because we're going to be chaplains, just because we're officers. We go through the same uh, intensity, the same training that everyone else goes through, which I think is important. And so let me back up just a little bit. I know you went to college first in Steubenville, Ohio, right? No, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm sorry. University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne. Fort yeah, Wayne, there's like four St. Francis's, so Understood. I that. All right, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Did you grow up in Indiana? I did. I grew up in South Bend, Indiana. So if you've listened to uh, Daniel Duplantis podcast, he talks about the Golden Dome. I grew up by the Golden Dome. I see. Okay. And um, so uh, tell me, what is it about the priesthood that drew you? So yeah, working in high school youth ministry, having teens come talk to you, telling you things that they should probably talk to a priest about, makes you think that God wants you to do something more with your life. And looking back now over, the, over my short life of the different jobs I thought about having, they all had some type of service. And I think that's the first thing that really appeals to me to the priesthood is this fact of service. You're serving people in their high moments, their low moments, and everywhere in between. And as I've gone through seminary and I've learned more about the priesthood, I've learned more about theology, about the Catholic Church, I am filled with more and more joy with the opportunity to bring healing to people's souls through confession, bring them nourishment um, and consolation through the Eucharist, 
and most of all, hopefully, bringing them to encounter our Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way through the different sacraments. And that's just really exciting to have that, that opportunity. And being a deacon this past summer in a parish assignment, I baptized children, I prepared couples for marriage, I preached on the weekends, I did funeral committals, and I, was, I experienced people's lives in their highs, their lows, and in a single day, we can experience the whole realm of emotion. But at the end of that day, you're nourished and you're satisfied because you know that you've done the work of God that day. And in some capacity, you brought them closer to Jesus Christ. And I think that's the passion is, I love my faith so much that I want others to be able to experience their faith in that same way. And that's my hope. And then serving our military just adds to that. You mentioned giving a homily. For those of us in the pews, it looks so easy when a priest gets up and gives a homily on Sunday, but I suspect there's a lot more that goes into it than just speaking off the cuff, right? If it looks easy, hopefully it's because he put in the work. Um, that's been a fun thing is learning scripture, diving into that, reading commentaries. And then when you pray with that reading, you're praying with it not just for yourself, but you're thinking about the people you're going to be speaking to and what is it that God needs them to hear. So it's not easy, but it shouldn't be easy. You're proclaiming the word of God. And that's a big responsibility, and that should not be taken lightly. So how much time do you spend preparing for homily? Uh, for a Sunday homily, I'll probably start reading the, the gospel on Monday. Uh, I'll start putting ideas down on Wednesday, and by Thursday I should have a rough draft done. Uh, it usually gets edited a little bit. So for a weekday homily, probably the night before, you're reading through the gospel, preparing that. Uh, not as much effort, or not as much time is put into it, I should say. Same amount of effort. Understood. And so, what was it that made you decide to become a military chaplain? When I entered seminary, chaplaincy wasn't on the radar. I didn't know about it, didn't have an idea about it. But I met men who were currently going through that process. All of them, actually, I met were from the Diocese of Arlington. They, they do a great job of allowing their men uh, to, to have, have this opportunity. So getting to know them and talking with them, it's just started to make sense that if I'm called to be a priest, and like I had other desires in high school, like I wanted to go and join the military out of high school. Mom was not okay with that idea. Um, in college, I really loved the idea of missionary work, and I've always felt this niche with younger adults. So now seeing how, okay, I'm following this goal of priesthood, this path of priesthood, I could do something beyond that or within that even. And that's why we talk about the vocation within a vocation. I started praying about maybe this is an opportunity to serve my country and to serve those who serve us. Maybe this is an opportunity to experience that missionary aspect and working with young people and families. So it's, it's manifested itself over just years of praying about it, working with ROTC cadets, meeting military families, seeing the need, hearing about the need, and uh, hoping to be a, an addition to bridge the gap to fix that need. And you've obviously heard a lot about the chaplain shortage. Oh, yeah. And uh, for that reason, we're extremely grateful that you've stepped in and uh, embarked on this spiritual journey. Um, I know you have to think about what's ahead for you. Uh, it's very likely that you'll end up you know, on the front line somewhere eventually. It's always, yeah, it's always possible. 
And so what do you think about that? Well, luckily, we, uh, we do th- when we're ordained as priests, we're ordained, or ordained for our, our home diocese. We go back there and we serve three years. And we usually serve in a reserve capacity. So you get to have more military experience, but yet not be deployed. And after those three years is when you're released for active duty, most likely. And as a Catholic priest, there's not many. So you're probably going to be deployed and get put somewhere not so safe. You could be put somewhere. It's okay. But I don't. I guess I haven't really thought about it to a whole lot. And when I do, I don't really worry about it. Um, part of being a priest is dying to self. Uh, it's self-sacrifice, su- suffering, and serving for others. And if uh, if I'm put somewhere that is not uh, the safest place, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be looking to be harmed. But I'm also not afraid of that either. Um, luckily, we have great priests to look at. I mean. You've got Father Capadano, Father Capon, great men to be seen as mentors who embraced that suffering, uh, who endured that, and did it through uh, this love of the Lord, the love of Christ to serve their men, their women. So, What do your fellow seminarians think about your chosen path? They've actually all been really supportive. I'm the only one in my class of the uh, 26 of us to be ordained uh, from the Mount St. Mary Seminary, uh, five for our diocese, Fort Wayne South Bend. Um, a lot of them will call me like Lieutenant J or joke around with me, things like that. But uh, they, they see the need, and I think they're starting to think themselves, is that something they could do? Um, and, and people always thank us for, for pursuing this vocation within a vocation, but really it's, it comes from our bishops giving us that permission. Um, I know there's men out there who want to be doing this, and their bishops are, are just on the edge. They're not quite sure. And luckily, you've got a great vocation director here with Father Aiden Logan and Archbishop Broly, who do a great job of explaining this to bishops. So if anyone's hearing this and they're on that verge, they're on that gap, they're not quite sure, their bishop's not quite sure, um, there's great resources to reach out to, to, to get better answers. But I've received nothing but support from my brothers. Who is your bishop? Uh, my home bishop is uh, Bishop Kevin Rhodes uh, for the Diocese of Fort Wayne South Bend. And uh, when you went to Bishop Rhodes and proposed that you become a military chaplain, what was his reaction? He actually made a statement that made me feel comfortable going to him. He said, I see the need for priests to be in the military, and I am open to having priests of my own go to that. So uh, at the same time, myself and another priest from our diocese who was ordained a few years ago, Father Jonathan Norton, approached him and asked are you okay with letting us pursue down this path? And he said, yes. And Father Jonathan Norton was ordained uh, two years ago, and he's a co-sponsored priest now with the Navy. So he'll be leaving to do his training next year. And it's been just a great uh, joy to have him support us in that way. And at the outset of your career as a military chaplain, uh, what, what do you envision yourself bringing to the Catholic families who are in the U.S. Army? My hope is to bring the sacraments where the sacraments don't currently exist, to bring them the Eucharist, to bring them healing and, and confession, uh, to bring them a friendly face, maybe a, uh, a bit of um, uh, security or reassurance of like something that they're used to seeing the Mass, because the Mass is the same everywhere we go, and that's the beautiful part about it. Um, but just most of all, giving them support, that's my hope. And... Uh, have you thought beyond your military service? Sure. 
I mean, first and foremost, God willing, in a year I'll be ordained a, a priest for Jesus Christ. And I can't wait to serve in the diocese and serve in that capacity. Um, is the military going to be a forever thing for me? I don't know. But it's going to be as long as God needs me to be there and as long as my bishop lets me be there. Jay Horning, a seminarian at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Thank you for talking to me today. Thank you for your uh, decision to become a priest and a military chaplain. I know all of the folks who support the Archdiocese for the Military Services and Catholics all over the country, in fact, Catholics all over the world, appreciate the sacrifice you've made. And thank you so much for talking to me today.